Okay, welcome to Crackers and Milk again. Thank you. I am your host, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by Mike and Jacob for our second season. Jacob has our synopsis. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <sighs> yes. Yay! Jake's favorite movie. Shut up. <laughs> Let's go pod racing. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi is a young apprentice Jedi Knight under the tutelage of Qui-Gon Jinn. Anakin Skywalker, who will later father Luke Skywalker and become known as Darth Vader, is just a nine-year-old boy. Boo. When the Trade Federation cuts off all routes to the planet Naboo, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are assigned to settle the matter. They really spoil that about Anakin Skywalker being Darth Vader? In the synopsis. In the synopsis? Guys, we all knew that going into the movie. the people who knew the uh, 4, 5, and 6, yeah, but some people who didn't know 4, 5, and 6, they ruined it. Guys, guys, one of the promotion pictures was little nine-year-old Anakin Skywalker walking walking into the sun, and the shadow casting behind him is Darth Vader. Really? Yes. Guys, why are you acting surprised? I'm just surprised I didn't know that. It's just kind of interesting. Why would they give yeah. that away? Yeah. You're saying that they didn't give it away. It was common knowledge. It was common knowledge. <laughs> Somebody else, not me. Sorry, everyone just, listening. Yeah, just, I, it, it's just interesting that they spoiled it in the synopsis. It's not a spoil. It is. <laughs> For some people who haven't watched Star Wars, it is. But if, anyway. If, if you don't know the line, no, I am your father. <laughs> True. At this point in time, well, now sure. you're you're under the but age of five. Time. Yeah, but I'm saying if I was going into the theater because I didn't watch four, five, or six, let's just say yeah. I'm old enough to go and oh, I'm going to go watch this movie, and they tell me that's Darth Vader, I'm like, well, everyone who knows who Darth Vader is, great. I don't know, It'd be kind of cool to lead up to it. And you're like, holy crap, that kid is Darth Vader. The internet <laughs> was not what it was. That's true. <laughs> True. It's not what True. it is. True. In 1999, it was not the same as it is now. Nope. Not even. So 1999, um, we have our top 10. So our number one was Phantom Menace, at, which made $1.02 billion. And then uh, number two was Sixth Sense. Number three I was... I see dead people. <laughs> it's a little boy. <laughs> I see dead people. Story, story. I have a cold. <laughs> Toy Story 2. The Matrix, Tarzan. The Mummy, Notting Hill. The World is Not Enough. Another James Bond movie. Yeah. American Beauty and Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me at $312 million. Is that the second one or is that the first one? I think that's the first one. I don't remember. Mm. No, I didn't. You know, I don't know anymore. No, that, that's the second one. The second first one, one was Austin Powers International Man Mystery. Mystery. Yeah. Okay. Nee, Mike, nee, 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 you have... Nee, nee, nee. <laughs> well, uh, Jacob, Our let's money. see. Uh, you'd be proud to know that the numbers do go down a little more for The Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> so their budget was $115 million. And in our times, $177 million. Wow. The opening weekend was $64 million, so made about half... In three days, yeah, yeah back. And then mm-hmm. that'd be $99 million in our time. 
Not bad. The gross total overall in the U.S., 474 million or 730 million. And then worldwide total was $1.02 billion or 1.5 now our time. And then the, so the budget of 115 uh, and a profit of 1.02 resulted in a profit gain of 893%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's not. So, yeah. The, well, there was more movies to go and see. Yeah. I mean, come on, Austin The movies Powers have. And, yeah. and, uh, well, yeah. and then you had Sixth Sense that took away some because, like, that was a surprise movie at that time. It didn't come out at the same time, though. <laughs> well, I know, but, like, that was a surprise movie of the year, like, movie that year was The Sixth Sense. I liked The Mummy. The Mummy was good. The Mummy. Yeah, yeah. that was a good movie, too. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, you, you read that list. I saw a lot of those down in Ephraim, Utah when I was going to Snow College. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, huh. So, uh... Later, when we get to our fun facts, yeah. I'd like to uh, tell a little story about Sixth Sense. Just kind of interject some interesting story into that. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, let's go there now. <laughs> okay. So, interesting facts about Phantom Menace. Oh, the Phantom the Menace. The Phantom Menace, episode the one. Episode one. Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, episode one. The fever pitch about this movie, 1999. People camping out for months at the theater. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was insane. Which is so interesting, and it's it's all because of those first four, you know, four, five, and six. That's why people did that. Like, they were happy about it the happy that a star wars is going to come out in their lifetime mm-hmm. cuz you just never you just didn't know that if george lucas was going to do anything at all yeah exactly and yeah and then it turned into the phantom menace <laughs> yeah so um i don't know what, an interesting fact that i was while i was reading in this magazine about um Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn, mm-hmm. right? He uh, talked about um, the like some things that were f- the the main flaws. Like they said, um, computer generated would be comic foil. Jar Jar Binks, Toehead, Anakin Skywalker. Those were some of the flaws. Mm-hmm. But then he pointed out the uh, Obi-Wan's and Qui-Gon's acting like interaction with each other he's like if there's any magic partnership between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan he wrote it is a galaxy far far away did you feel that way while you were watching it I didn't feel that way when I was watching it I I can see what he's talking about you can yeah like what what do you mean by that they're hardly in any scenes together yeah you have the death scene that that is in the fighting the lightsaber scene but with when, Darth Maul. when Qui-Gon goes into town, Obi-Wan stays on the ship. Huh. Do you think those two yeah. could get along with each other? Yeah. Like, in real life? That's why they weren't in... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Just They just they could get along or they couldn't get along? They, they could get along. I mean, you would have heard that how they hated each other by now. If... True. Is it? Do you think it's just because, like... The blue screen or the green screen at the time, because they kept saying the blue screen, 
mm-hmm. at that time. So it was a blue screen. Now it's all green. Yeah. Right. Do you think it's like because they had to deal with all of that, and they were new, like they were more actors, like real settings, real yeah. things. So it's a lot more stiff. They're a lot more stiff because they have to do it in a a blue blue screen, like yeah. in Ian McKellen. No, no storms in a in a studio. <laughs> yeah, Ian McKellen would uh, when I watched The Hobbit, mm-hmm. and I I would watch like the um, commentary and all that stuff. Yeah. He always found it difficult when he was in his ro- in the room all by himself because that's how what he had to do. Yeah. In order for them to computer generate the dwarfs. Yeah. And with him, so it's like I wonder because he's a great actor. Those these two are great actors. Yeah. You know, but they had to like deal with that part. I like to be like. Uh, uh, I was just watching, or no, I'm listening to a new podcast, uh, another one, The Office Ladies. Yeah. And they were talking about how hard it is to talk to to be in a telephone scene when you're talking to no one on the other line. Yeah. If you're not a good actor, it's super, super hard. So really? yeah, I, I could see that if you're in a room by yourself with a green screen, mm-hmm. how do you interact with those people around you? It'd be so much easier and more natural if you're interacting with actual people and puppets. Well, yeah. I don't understand. Like with like that type of phone, let's say the phone scenes. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they just call somebody and have someone read the other lines and you're reading your practice, you're doing your line and you have it, you know, like to me, I don't understand that either. Yeah. Why don't you just have somebody actually talking to them? But they don't. They're talking to no one. That's so weird. Yeah. It, but that's acting in front of a green screen. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you, you got to visualize that they're around you, but Mm -hmm. when you're trying to visualize it, are you, yeah, it's, it seems too hard. And. Also, watching Lord of the Rings too, with when they've talked about Sid- Sarkis as Gollum, mm. that the actors when he was really there, they would do it. Yeah. They would do it really well. But like when he wasn't there, and they had to like pretend, yeah. they sucked. That's yeah. what they was said. And so like he decided to stay and do it with them more, yeah. which is smart, way smart. So uh, another thing about the Phantom Menace is you only see bad CGI. I agree with that, and you see a lot of bad CGI. It did not age well. It's like Toy Story one. It didn't it's, age well. And Toy uh, Story two did. Toy Story three did. Toy Story one didn't now, age well. Watching it again after you know a couple of years, yeah. I realized this movie's just boring. Oh my gosh! It's quite boring even with the the pod race is awesome by the way the pod race did it remind you of any other movie ben-hur (laughs) ben-hur yep okay (laughs) so i was watching that pod race and like robot chicken says i'm gonna they have darth vader say i'm gonna bring wizard back and i never got that joke i'm like what the heck and then watching his friends say annie this is wizard you're like oh this is where it is. Wizard. Wizard. Yeah. You're just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It never made sense, but now it does. It's like, yes, wizard. Why would George Lucas put, Annie, this is wizard right then and there? Because George doesn't understand the story. Oh, I agree with you. I the, agree with you. The, the Phantom Menace is 
all the plot holes he made <laughs> for the original trilogy. See, okay, so going to Roger Ebert <laughs> gave this three and a half stars. It it was awesome at the time. It was. And then <laughs> you watched it and you thought about it. He says <laughs> This is probably the thing that stuck out the most to me. It's like, I wish Star Wars characters spoke with more elegance and with and wit, but dialogue isn't the point anyway. These movies are about new things to look at. Yes. And that's all he said about it in Phantom Menace, which I can understand. I can, it's something to look at. Yes. It's like, oh, this is great. This is a marvel of this time right now. Except exactly. Yoda. Yoda looked weird. Because he was a Muppet. You know, like he was l- the literal Muppet. Which the Phantom Menace should have had more of. Yes. Yeah. More because of the, yeah. Watto or whatever his name is, the Anakin and his mom's owner. Yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't age well. <laughs> So true. Uh, interesting fact, though. Did you uh, notice that uh, in one of the scenes in that that his little junkyard, there's the space pod from uh, 2001, a space odyssey, Nuh-uh. sitting there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I didn't see that. I, like I've watched Space Odyssey like once or twice, but I haven't. That's a boring movie. But <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree. That's a I, very good movie. The, I, I had to pause to think of the name because I literally call it in my mind get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's one of the, you know, the astronaut oh. space pods there. Oh, nice. Cool. Nice. I need to look at that again because, like, that one was so weird. Like, I don't know. that That scene with him and... How he's betting Anakin or the mom. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa. Okay, cool. Yeah. The, this is cool. Yeah. The leading up to the pod race is boring. The yeah. pod race is awesome. Yeah. Leading up to the final battle is boring. Yeah. Final mm-hmm. battle. <laughs> <laughs> like someone was pointing out too, like how... It was always easy for them to get into, like, uh, an Imperial um, ship mm-hmm. or and all that stuff. It was always easy. And I was like, wait a minute. No, it wasn't. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Episode one. Can't really remember anything in episode two. Episode three, yeah, it was, it was easy for um, Anakin and Obi-Wan to get into the star thing. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Why did they make it so easy? I don't get it. Maybe they just didn't want to deal with that. Because that's the plot of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you feel about the cast? Do you think it was cast correctly? Boy, I don't know. See that hole with it being too old. If Luke was too old and then a nine-year-old's too old, yeah, that was really weird for me. I think they should have done him a little bit older. I think Hayden Christensen should have been Anakin Skywalker in from episode, the very beginning. From the very beginning, or the the George Lucas's first choice, Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm. 
That would have destroyed Leonardo. Would it? Did it destroy Natalie Portman? No, but I did it. Whoa, whoa, did whoa, it, whoa, dis- whoa, whoa. Did it destroy uh, Ewan McGregor? Oh, no. wait, wait, wait. With Natalie Portman, though, mm. she said something that was like, whoa. Um, because she said that she was, oh, she go. she said this. Everyone thought I was a horrible actress, Portman later recalled to New York Magazine. I was in the biggest grossing movie of the decade and no director wanted to work with me. To me, I think it hurt her for a little while. Yeah. But then she was able to go to other movies, like someone took a chance on her, and Mm -hmm. then it didn't. Like, I agree mostly it wouldn't hurt, but like Hayden Christensen... um, I don't know if it's going to hurt um, the people now, but I can mm. see that it, it can hurt them. Like I don't think it has because they've been in other stuff already. The other, yeah. yeah. But, like, will it be as successful as? I don't know. And that's the thing is, like, it, that's really hard to compare yeah. from one, one of the most successful franchises ever. Yeah. Is it going to be ex- as successful yeah, the only one that I don't feel that ever hurt was Harrison Ford. I think it helped him a ton. Yeah, helped him a lot more, like to get more out of it than yeah. what he ever was able. You know what he could have. I don't think I it hurt. Hurted Ray Fins. <laughs> oh, Ray Fines. Yeah. What was he? Is it who plays Qui Gon? I don't know. Oh, you mean um, <laughs> no. I'm Liam, on Neeson. The, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson didn't hurt no, him. It didn't no. hurt him. It didn't hurt him. But no. he was on, and, and he was good in it. He was. Do you think he was the best actor in it in episode one? Him and Ewan McGregor. What about um, Ewan McGregor? Spot Darth on. Maul. Spot on for. Oh, I agree. Obi Wan Kenobi. Darth think, Maul. Yeah. He didn't say any lines, so. Ray Park is awesome yeah, <laughs> because they, he's an actual, you know, martial artist. So, yeah. <laughs> and okay. they missed a big opportunity, George, to have the best villain through the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Why'd you and kill him in the first one? Then Jar Jar Binks is the best villain, though. If you, if you do the Jar Jar, Darth, 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 Darth Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard that fan theory? No. That Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith Lord. Oh, wow. I wouldn't put it past him. No. <laughs> because somebody wrote a, an article about it, and it had scenes, it showed scenes from the movies, like he's totally using uh, drunken kung fu in yeah. the battle. Mm. And how would Jar Jar, Mr. Qui-Gon has to jump on top <laughs> of me to save me from a, you know, right. a... a Armored transport. Yep. <laughs> oh. I didn't know. That he is, because who hands over power to Palpatine? Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, I do like that in Robot Chicken, though. They they do that. They do that fan theory in it. Oh, yeah. so funny. Oh, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like uh, Palpatine in the third one calls him. Yeah, and he's like Jar Jar. I used you to gain power, and he's like, "Oh, sure you did." And then, like he goes back, and it's like, ha, 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 like an <laughs> evil laugh, and you're just like, 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah. I I feel bad for Jake Lloyd. Yeah. But you have George Lucas, who probably wasn't hadn't been who hadn't directed in for so long. Seventy seven. Seventy. Yeah. And then you have Jake Lloyd. Yeah, it's a great it's a great opportunity for him, but he he should have said, like, no, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Like, no, the, you're not very good. But at the same time, what, it's what, Star Wars. It's Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> at that time, that name, uh, it was heavy. It was heavier than what it is now. Now, I don't think it's as heavy. Yeah, I don't think it's as heavy now. But, yeah, I feel and bad you, for the kid. Yeah. Ruined his life, pretty much. Which I get, like... That it, but I don't blame you. Can't blame him for the terrible job, for, for the terrible lines. Yeah, are you an angel? Yeah. <laughs> it's you know that's George Lucas. That's not him. Uh, for the most part, like I said, George doesn't understand the story. Midichlorians, midichlorians, George, George. <laughs> that's all what Obi Wan taught me back when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> he told me the force isn't everything and it's all around us. It's not little microscopic creatures in our blood that help us feel the force. <laughs> man, oh. It always takes me back to Robot Chicken, man. I just can't talk about yeah. it. But yeah. So I've rewritten The Phantom Menace in my own mind, so it's a much better movie when I yeah. think about it than what it actually is. Do you think I'm – j- I'm just wondering. I don't think they'd ever do it, but do you think they'd ever, um, like, redo it? No. No. Disney wouldn't? No. Even do a better job because they could do such a better job now mm. than what they did. Could yeah. they do a 1.5? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. Or like one point five. I, I wouldn't know, put it past him. like they did Lion King one and a half, kind of like yeah. one and a half. Yeah, you, they could probably make it. They've done. Fox did that with S- X Men. They did three, three point five and three point five A, or three point five A and three point five B. Yeah. <laughs> so they could do. They could. And maybe help it redeem, or try and get well, some more story out of it. Well, I really want them to do an Obi Wan. Three point five. Aren't they doing Obi Wan Obi Wan TV show or is it movie? I, I, I've heard, and you and McGregor, and you and McGregor is yeah. on board. Yeah, but, but we're talking about the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. he was just a young Catawan learner. Okay, so I want to ask you guys: What do you think the cliffhanger was? What do you think the key moment in this movie was? And what do you think was the scene stealer of this movie? I want you guys to. Do your own thing of what you think. Okay. And then I'm going to read what this magazine says it Do you want to go first? No, because I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Cliffhanger is, is it the apprentice No, no, no. I want you to say what your cliffhanger would be. What would be the cliffhanger for? I am. Okay. Okay. Is it the apprentice or the master that we killed? Oh, yeah. That's a big cliffhanger. Okay. And then scene stiller? Yeah. That unfortunately has to be Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> huh? Why would you say Jar Jar? Binks? He literally stole every scene because he was so awful. <laughs> oh, I want to bring something about that Jar Jar just real quick that drove me crazy. He was talking like the people in 1997. 
why is he talking like a teenage girl in junior high that I knew? So, so that was frustrating. I was like, oh wow, I'm in junior high again. He was Full House, the the, the Olsen twins. Oh, okay. He talked like them. Yeah. Me so sorry. Um, yeah. Me so sorry, me so. And by the way, watch it with the uh, with the captions. Captions, and it's more confusing because I'm like, wait. Mm-hmm. What is because in my brain I'm like oh I understand him then I look at the captions I no. what no. so yeah he oh. it wasn't a good scene stealer but he was a scene stealer he was a, you thought he, he chewed the scenery uh, okay. okay and then the key uh, moment the key, key moment. moment key moment <laughs> 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 yeah the, when he, Darth was, Darth Maul pulls out that double bladed lightsaber and yeah. yeah. What do you think? No, I have no idea. You don't have any idea? I have no idea. Like, I wouldn't be able to... I don't know. I, mean, I, I wouldn't I, know either. But I would agree with your cliffhanger. That was the best cliffhanger. Because it's like, well, wait. What is it? Yeah. Um, because they don't know. Well, we know. They yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. The cliffhanger for uh, this... Uh, in in this... Uh, the magazine. magazine. says, When Darth Maul kills... Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and Grizzly battles the Sith Lord with lightsabers. How is that a cliffhanger? That's not a cliffhanger. It is a cliffhanger because you, if you, didn't I can watch see the, that the as TV a TV show scene stealer because Darth Maul survives. <laughs> yeah. Um, key moment, which is this is weird, but after suffering a fatal stabbing with the lightsaber, Qui Gon uses his last breath to ensure Obi Wan will continue Anakin's Jedi training. Hmm. I can kind of see that as a key moment, but at the same time, not an overall key moment. No. Then the scene stealer, Darth Maul, played by British actor and martial artist specialist Ray Park, welding a double-bladed lightsaber trained by the evil Darth Sidious Maul is a Zabrak with the telltale facial tattoos and horns of the species. Mm-hmm. I, I can see... Besides Jar Jar Binks, because Jar Jar Binks is a bad scene stealer. Yeah. Because everything he's in, he steals the scene, mm-hmm. and it's the most, it's really yeah. annoying. Oh, so But, like, gosh. the positive scene stealer, yeah, it's Darth Maul. Anytime it, it he's on Darth the Maul. screen, Darth Maul is I the positive. I figured that's what it's going to be, so. But, like, I think at the same time, like, I think there should be a positive scene stealer and a negative scene stealer. Jar Jar is the negative. But, to me, But you Jar-Jar. can't do that with the original ones. They're They're... What, what are the negative scene stillers in, yeah. in Star Wars? There's there's nothing negative. The, about the remastered it. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you could say the remastered stuff yeah. is probably the scene stealer. But, but so, or the digi- digital stuff. Yeah, digital stuff. Would so, Michael Jackson lobby hard to play Jar Jar Binks. Wow. Why? He wanted to play Jar Jar Binks with prosthetics. So actually be in the scene yeah. with, you know, makeup and I would have loved to see it. <laughs> that would have been a lot better than and it would have been because I've the old Captain EO show at yeah. you know Disneyland mm-hmm. and all his music videos. He could act. Yeah. He could act. He he was in that the Wiz, right? He was in the Wiz. And Scarecrow. Then, but even <laughs> even as his the music videos too like thriller and thriller. that's acting and he did a great job yeah. at that stuff yeah 
So just just think, we could have had Leonardo DiCaprio and Michael Jackson. Um, Leo probably would have. Uh, he I wonder be. if he would have fought George on dialogue. I'm sure he would have. Oh, he definitely would have. That because he's he, done that before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because we know Jake Lloyd didn't. <laughs> oh no. Well, how old was DiCaprio at that time in '97? He wasn't that. Old. He wasn't that old. Well, he had Gilbert Grape in nine in the '90s, mid '90s. So, but, but he was older then. But do you know how old Mark Hamill was in '77? Uh, Wasn't well, he yeah. like twenty or twenty thirty? He was 26. He was really? playing an 18-year-old. Wow, yeah. He did a good job. Yes, he did. Pulled it off. Looked like an 18-year-old. Leo could have pulled that off. He could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I agree with you that they should have just had Hayden Christian. Anakin from the very beginning. Oldest. Older. 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 Because yeah. then it mirrors Luke. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's totally what is happening in the prequels. What color yeah. did uh, Anakin yeah. wear in episode one? He was wearing white. white. Yeah. Pay attention to the colors of the clothes he wears in episode two and three. Three, he's just straight, yeah. Now, was maybe the reason they wanted somebody young to be like, this is the chosen one, and the chosen one can be a tiny little child? Maybe, but George doesn't understand his story. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's the frustrating part. And see, like, at the same time, like, how can you really... Like, they never talk about how they find Jedis. Yeah. Like, they never talk about it, Like like which is really weird. Yeah. Because they have younglings and all that. In episode three, they have all that stuff. Yeah. They don't really show that they have any in episode one. And so yeah. with Luke and that sort of stuff, you could think, well, they can have Jedi that are old, and yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. And even Obi-Wan, when he said in... Like six, I think, or five, where he's like, when Yoda's like, oh, he's too old. And he's like, well, wasn't I too old? And it's like, you're 60 years old yeah. when you're training, you're being trained. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how do you find, how do they find? Yeah, that, it is never, never like, because he, George made huge plot holes. I know he did, but I'm just saying it's just interesting um, that, because the age thing, he could have done. He could have done anything with the age yeah. thing because he had no setting. But because of what he did with Phantom Menace, it's like, nope, you have to be young. And it's yeah. like, well, how do you find young babies? Yeah, you have to be a baby, pretty much, based yeah. on if a nine-year-old's too old. And do all hospitals right? have to like check your metachlorians? Like, oh, this could be a Jedi. Take him to the Jedi Temple. Yeah, take him to the Jedi. But my what? baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I love hearing this. This makes me go, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I love it. We're not, it's not too, it's it's not the point. None no. of this is the point. <laughs> new things to look at, new according th- to Roger Ebert. New things, new to, things look. to look at. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the final battle, yeah. wouldn't it make more sense that instead Wait. of a nine-year-old getting in a, sp- a spaceship, yeah. an actual... You know, somebody, a guy who, a yeah. person who can fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just did autopilot, and pilot. then, and it's like, well, how can Anakin be a good pilot? Like, I, I get the pod racing thing; that yeah. he's good there, but it's like, yeah, eh, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little, it's different. A little different. Yeah, <laughs> just a little. And 
if uh, Anakin made C-3PO yeah. and flew in a space battle with R2-D2, yep. Yep. how does he not remember them? I, I concussion. It's just <laughs> dumb. That's dumb. I can understand no, because know, they clear they cleared their memories. No, they cleared three PO's memory. memory. Not not um R two D two, right? Yeah. And so it's like, well why isn't why didn't R two T two like say, Oh, it's Anakin Skywalker like Darth Vader's Anakin say, Oh Yeah. Why 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 didn't R two D two? Yeah. Yeah. It's Oh, the plot holes. <laughs> I, I understand I, that I, he had to bring I, in the character. I like this movie when I rewrote it in my head. Yeah. It makes much more sense. And there's a fan edit of this yeah. that I need to find. Yeah. That fixes most of these problems we've been talking about. Oh, okay. Did you see in when we, in the pod race, the, uh, Warwick Davis? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I was watching it, and I was like, oh, it's Warwick Davis. Yeah. Huh, that's cool. I didn't know. I didn't know uh, that he was in it. When we talk about Solo, well. <laughs> but, so, be, oh yeah, he's d- in, d- that in one of the uh, uh, tattooing scenes, yeah. there was some guy at a table and a yellow band across his, his eyes. Mm-hmm. People wrote fan fiction about him, and Are George Lucas serious? brought him in. Wow. And I'll be talking about it more in episode three. <laughs> He brought him into canon. Yeah, he did. As Just because of fan fiction. The, the fan fiction. Yeah. So George, when he came out with these movies, he uh, changed a lot of stuff that had been going on in the books. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, that's cute what they, but this is my world. So he was more he... like the pride stuff. He didn't understand his story. Sorry, I keep beating the same drum, folks. I apologize. <laughs> Did he not it's understand true, his story? Is that what you're telling I'm us? A... <sighs> he didn't understand his story. It's sad. But at the same time, like it's understandable that he didn't understand it because he didn't understand it. And you could, because of what he's talking about, what he's saying, what these movies are putting I, out. I think he should have wrote the story and had somebody else direct it. Because he should have looked at the original trilogy and saw which were the two greater movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I agree with you. I, I'm not going to disagree but with you at all. It, it's his his empire. So. Yeah, but just like it, what we talked because about. Because he pushed everybody else away. There was nobody to question what he was doing when he made this. Yeah. He, he was the god of... The Star Wars universe, and that's the, and I feel that's always the problem with the people who they don't have they're not well grounded like they don't have anybody to ground them yeah. because it, you just go crazy because that's all you yeah. oh this is what has worked this is what I'm going to do all this stuff but then you go crazy because yeah. well no one can really stop me because this is how it's worked and it's worked and yeah. it's worked like no one really no one said no to him nobody on said these no. one through three. And no one said, well, that's kind of dumb, man. You remember you have this, this, and this. Why are you bringing that in? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just dumb. 
Can I talk about some stuff? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just kind of going rolling off with director. And Mm -hmm. in 4 and 5 and 6, we talked about how, like, the first cinematographer was, like, his own thing and ticked George Lucas off. So he Mm -hmm. started, when he came off the other films, he was basically, I'm not the director, but I really am the director. I'm just directing through the director. Yeah. Uh, so it really didn't end there. So I just want to tell a little bit about the director, producer, cinematographer, those people. Uh, so our direct, our producer is Rick McCallum. Anybody know Rick McCallum? No. He was the producer of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles TV series. Okay. Wait, didn't that bomb? There was a lot. There was a lot of a lot of problems with that. No, one. there was there was quite a few episodes. There's quite a few. Yeah. Ep- yeah so I don't know if it but, really bombed. Okay, but it's not. It was better than King of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's better than that. Yes. So cinematographer. Yeah. David Tattersall. Guess what he was involved in? He was the cinematographer. Young the Young and Jones Chronicles TV series. Whoa! Surprise. Okay. Well, maybe maybe the editor. Yeah. Uh, Paul Martin Smith, the editor of the Young yeah, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones. <laughs> Chronicles TV series. I'm, I'm oh, wait, wait. He brought on another editor. His name is Ben Burt. Yeah. And he's edited for uh, and done sound design for Lucas in episode four. But guess what he was doing? <laughs> he was the sound designer for the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles TV series. And he talked to them all in 1994, and so three years before it even was before filmed. production, yeah. He said, hey, I want to do a, a pre- prequel trilogy, and I want you guys to all be those things. I'm already working with you on Indiana Jones, this TV series thing. Okay. So he still is doing the same thing. I've, yeah. I've, I know you guys, da-da-da-da-da. Do you yeah. know who should have directed it? Who? George's buddy. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, yep. Was he a, a, an option or no? No, the only option was George. Why was he the only option? Because he wanted to take firm reins of the Star Wars universe. All over again. And he screwed it up. Yep. Don't it's... worry, it's a better m- movie in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry nobody can see it except for me. <laughs> But it's a, it's interesting. All of those guys, they did stuff still with uh, with George Lucas. Radio Land Murders. You mm. guys know that? That's mm-hmm. good. I love that one. Uh, the cinematographer he did notable films: Radio Land Murders, Con Air, The Green Mile, Vertical Limit, Die Another Day, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, Triple X, State of the Union. The Matador Speed Racer. I thought I'd put that one in there. Whoa, that's was a this... good one. That's... Speed Racer's awesome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely go watch it. Uh, but, yeah, this I want to talk about Ben Burt real quick. He's the He edited, uh, and we'll get to this, but he edited all three movies, one, two, and three. Oh. So I have a bunch of stuff on him. He's really very interesting guy. So he's an American sound designer. That's what he does first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Film editor, director, screenwriter, voice actor. And he's worked as the sound designer films for Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, E.T., and Wally, and uh, Star Trek in 2009. Okay. Uh, so he's done a lot of stuff, but I can't wait to talk about him later on in the other episodes. So uh-huh. stay tuned, everyone. This Ben Do you Burt. have anything for Ben Burt in this episode? 
So yeah, uh, yeah. just that, that. Uh, that he did it. He did it. <laughs> he did yep. It. He edited with Paul Martin Smith, who should have used a heavier hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul, and there you go. So saying that, yes, guess what? Editor has dropped from the next movie. Paul Martin Smith. He just dropped him, but he kept Ben Burt, and hmm. Ben Burt for the third movie too. So I think yeah, Ben Burt is completely uh, edited out Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have a scene where they killed Jar Jar? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, one more quick I fact. I say that they did. What? Last movie they filmed with film. Kind of interesting. This they, one? Yeah. Yeah, then they went digital. Oh, wow. But I'll talk about the cool digital stuff on our next episode. Yeah, I, um... Hmm, interesting. Is it, so, last movie ever? Last movie for Star Wars. For Star Wars, okay. Yeah, just the Star Wars stuff. Because everything now is digital except, like, Quentin Tarantino, who's weird already. He does, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does, like... Forgot about that weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. It's all digital now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think... Wait, I have to end this uh, episode the way fanboys end it. What if it sucks? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment about episode one. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? What did you think? Uh, Have you rewritten it in your yeah. head? <laughs> uh, what do you think the cliffhanger is, the key moment, and the scene stealer is? Right, put it in the comments. Let's see what you guys think. All right. Have a great night and be good. <laughs>